Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise God. All right, we're going to get into the word of the Lord today, and I'm not going to put this up on the screen, or am I? Uh, did I have? Yes, I did. I do got one, one verse up there. It's from Luke chapter 19. I started this two weeks ago. I couldn't remember what chapter I was in. It is Luke 19. I am just going to read the last part here, verse number 40, where Jesus said uh, to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. What he was saying here is this is the traditional Palm Sunday when everybody was praising Jesus as he entered into Jerusalem and laying the palm branches down and their coats down and all of that stuff, honoring him. Uh, and the, and the uh, Pharisees tried to get him to stop these people from the shout of praise. And he made this statement that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. And I started this two weeks ago. I'm going to try to get uh, at least further closer to the end today. Uh, and I entitled this, What Would the Rock Say? And the implication here is, if they did cry out, what would the rocks be saying? So let's just pray for a quick moment. Lord Jesus, I pray for your anointing. I pray for your clarity of thought, not only for me, but for all of those that are hearing the word today, either here live in this building or on a live stream or even in the future, Lord. I pray for them that they will be blessed and touched uh, and understand what's being talked about today and what you desire from us. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? So I'm not going to re-preach what I did two weeks ago. I do encourage you, if you have not heard it, to go back and hear it. Um, but uh, the, one of the first things that the rocks would say if they did cry out, and we talked about this two weeks ago, is that no matter how dry the spiritual place is that you are walking through right now, and we do indeed go through dry places, there is refreshment available for you. That's one thing the rocks would say, and this was sermon that I preached two weeks ago, talking about the water that came from the rock when uh, the people complained after leaving Egypt that they had no water, and Moses struck the rock with his staff and outgushed out enough water for everybody. And so we preached about the fact that the first thing they would say is no matter how dry an area you feel like you are in, there is water if you will trust God. Amen? Go ahead and clap. That's all right. <laughs> Praise God. You can trust God when you don't have anything. You can trust God when it looks like you're not going to get anything. You can trust God when you have uh, uh, things and you've lived for your flesh. And you can trust God that he will also supply the very things of your spirit. And you can trust God that when you did live for yourself and did satisfy yourself and had some things that you no longer have since you started living for God, you can trust God that he will give you living water that will replace anything you've let go of in order to serve him. What I mean by that is the feeling I used to get from my drink and drugs can't come close to the feeling I get when I'm in the presence of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. I want to carry on, though, today and read from, I'm reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 7. The Bible says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, and here is the key part. This is why you cannot leave parts of a scripture out. Because the Bible says, he that believeth on me, I dare say, if I walked the streets of Schenectady and said, do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? I would get a majority of the answers that say yes. But if I narrowed it down the way Jesus did and said, do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as the scripture hath said? I might get a lot of, what do you mean by that? <laughs> because the scripture tells us how to believe, not just believe. Not just believe that he is, but believe every word he said. Not just believe that he's God, but believe that he is my God. And he gets the right to tell me what I can and cannot do. Can you say amen? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, but this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. The Holy Ghost was not yet given, but it has now. Because Jesus was not yet glorified. He is now. And in fact, he's glorified over and over again every time we praise his name. When you understand that no matter what the circumstances are around us, there is plenty in us to get us through, you will begin to understand what Jesus was talking about when he said out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Greater is he that is in you, the Bible said, than he that is in the world. And whatever problems come to you from the outside, there is somebody greater in you, if you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody greater in you to push back the forces of darkness that are trying to conquer you. <laughs> Praise God. Now listen carefully. The Bible said, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers, not a river, rivers of living water. Jesus said it in the plural form. Rivers of living water. Now there is a place in the Bible that talks about rivers. And if you can understand how powerful this is, the rivers that the Bible talks about, it's talking about them prior to the fall of humanity. When Adam and Eve were first created, they were created to live forever in perfect perfection, and all around them was perfect, and it wasn't until sin entered in that things went wrong. There was no tilling the ground and plucking weeds until after sin came. There was no working by the sweat of your brow until after sin came. And so prior to sin is the place God wants to restore us. 
And we need to understand that. That God wants to restore us in our spirits, not the world around us, but he wants to restore us in our spirits to the place of before the fall of man so that we can enjoy the things that God put in the garden for the good of man. And one of those things were four rivers with great significance. And that is why Jesus said, if anyone believes on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow not a river, read it for yourself, he said it in the plural, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So I took a look at these rivers, four rivers that are mentioned in the book of Genesis prior to Adam and Eve's fall. And it says that there was one river. One river. But it said that that one river had four heads. Or in other words, one river broke off into four channels. And I'm here to tell you today that this one God we serve can break off into any channel you need to fill your need. You don't need to go looking for another God. You don't need to go looking for another religion. You don't need to go looking for another answer. In Jesus Christ dwells all things. He is the first. He is the last. And he is everything in between. There is one God, one Lord, one maker, one God of all heaven and earth. He robed himself in flesh. His name is Jesus. He is the source of everything you're ever going to need. Hallelujah. That's why I pray in his name. That's why I worship in his name. And that is why I am baptized in his name. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. God is so good, isn't he? But let's look at what these four rivers broke off into. I'm going to try to get through all four of them today. What do you think? You ready for some Sunday visitation from the master? I don't know how long he wants. <laughs> we'll see how far we get. The first river that broke off from the source was Pishan. Pishan, I think it's called. I don't know how to say it. P-I-S-H-O-N. Figure it out. But here's what the word means. It means increase or full flowing. The first river was a river of increase and full flowing. This God that I serve is not a God of scarcity and lack. He is a God of abundance. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it and all they that dwell in it. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's just an expression to say you can't count and add up how much is in the possession of the God I serve. He is the first thing in my life, the, 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 everything I need. The first thing he is to me is whatever I need, I go to him first. Hallelujah. 
And I tell you what I find when I go to him first, I find a Jesus that stands before me. And when he stands before me, he tells me, I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. So if you're lacking and you're troubled and you're laboring, I want to introduce you to the source of this first river. His name is Jesus, and that river that flows is life abundant. It's life abundant. Kishan. The next river that flows out of that source is Gihon. Gihon, for you Hebrew scholars out there, it's G-I-H-O-N. Gihon. That word means bursting forth or gushing. Now, when you think of something that is gushing, what do you see in your mind? I see something gushing that I can't control. <laughs> if I see power, if I see something gushing, it's like it's, the, it's on its own. It's, it's, it's doing its own thing. Listen to me for a moment. There is something inside of you that wants to gush. Did you hear me? You might need to follow me for a minute with that camera up there, all right? Because I, I, I just got to get out of here for a second and tell you. There is something inside of you that wants to gush forth. You know what that's telling me? It's telling me that me getting blessed ain't good enough. There's something about this river that is flowing inside of me that wants to gush forth and touch the lives of others. There's something inside of me that wants to gush forth out of me. It's not good enough that I know this truth. I got to share it with somebody. It's not good enough that I'm coming into the presence of the Lord. I want to bring somebody with me. It's not good enough that I know that there is no power like the name of Jesus. I want somebody else to know it too. It's not good enough that we're here praising God. I want everybody here praising God. Hallelujah. It's got to gush forth from us so that the next time you're talking to somebody and they're telling you about their problems, you can it gushes forth. Oh, I know the answer. Really, what is it? Jesus. No, I need a real answer. There ain't one more real than that. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He can do anything. All things are possible to them that believe. Gehan, it's flowing from me. I can't keep it to myself. The prophet said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. If I try to control it, it just burns outside of me. Oh, God. Just got to tell somebody. Sorry about the scraping here. I got to fix that a little bit. There we go. I shaved this morning. It's not, it's not rubbing against the scruff. Hallelujah. Let it burst forth from you, my friend. Don't hold it in. Don't try to keep silent when somebody's suffering. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about this one that changed your life. Tell them about this one that's got the answers. Well, he hasn't fixed your problem yet. Yet. <laughs> yet was the key word there. And if he doesn't get to it in this lifetime, he'll take care of it in the next. I'm not worried about it. Hmm. Third river. Got two more to go. Can you hang with me? 
Third river. Hit to Kel. Hit to Kel. I know that one's right because I, I put the Bible on this morning and made sure I was getting these pronunciations right. And whoever that guy with the deep voice is online reading the King James Version, this is how he said it. <laughs> Hit to Kel. You know what Hiddekel means? It means swift or darting. Like, pshoo, pshoo, pshoo. It's a word picture of a swift arrow in flight. Hiddekel. The life of those who believe in God. Some experience and some think that we just sit back now and relax in our blessings. I have found Jesus, and I am taking up refuge in his arms, and I'm all done. No, Hittikal goes along with Gehan, because what you really are is a swift arrow in the bow of the Almighty, being shot into a world to touch the lives of so many more around you. You aren't supposed to just sit still and relax and enjoy the blessing of God. You're supposed to be on the move looking for a target to hit. You're not supposed to just sit around and wait for God to fulfill your needs. You're supposed to be moving and looking for the target that he has sent you out at. And every single one of us has a target that we have to hit. Every single one of us has a person in our lives that only you can touch. And you don't know who that is, but you're like an arrow darting around trying to find the target. You're like a, a what, what do they call that? A, 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 what do they call it? No, 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 no. When you shoot something, it's got radar detection and it goes where it's supposed to. Where is that? Smart missile, thank you, ex-military man. A smart missile. I couldn't hear you. Use that mouth of yours that your husband complains about and shout it out. A smart missile. You scope in what you're supposed to hit, you shoot it, and it goes and finds it. That's what you're supposed to be. God's laid a person in your life to reach. God's laid a goal in your life to achieve. And just because you got knocked off this way doesn't mean you don't get back on target because you're a smart missile. You are a Hittical River. You got a place to get to. You got a job to do, and there ain't nothing gonna distract me from getting the job done. Come on, somebody, clap your hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, so after you are Gehan, well, first of all, after you are Pishan, increased and full flowing, you are Gehan, which means you're bursting forth and gushing, and then you are Hiddekel which is swift and darting. And then the last river, we'll close it up with this one, one that you're all familiar with, I'm sure, because it is still in existence, and it is Euphrates. Yeah, you were right. See, she's telling her friend there, see, I knew it. I knew that was going to be one of them. The Euphrates River. You know what Euphrates means? You knew the name of Euphrates. Did you know the definition of it? Okay. Euphrates means sweet and fruitful. Sweet and fruitful. If we have these first three rivers 
flowing in our lives the way they are supposed to. This is the way I make my three, by the way. Some people do it like this. That's you. Some people do it like this. That's you. I do it like this. People think I'm crazy because I count one, two, put them all down, bring these three up. Three. First three. If you have the first three in your life, if we are full, if we are overflowing, and if we have purpose, it results in what this last one represents. You ready for it? It means to be it means to be sweet and fruitful. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the fourth and final is sweet and fulfilled. If you are not filled and fulfilled, Go back and check the other three rivers. See if they're flowing properly in your life. Do I know who he is? Am I gushing forth with my praise to him? Am I shooting out swift and trying to find somebody to bring to him with me, to tell them about him? Because when you do these things, you will find that you are filled with sweetness and fruitfulness. The sweetness isn't just for our own enjoyment because the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. I'm just going to take a minute, I promise, but I want to talk to you about your perfume. Ask somebody how it smells. Okay? Because some perfumes smell delicious in the bottle. But when you put them on with your chemistry, they stink. There's another message, huh? <laughs> Let me sum it up. Some things look real sweet and smell real good in this world, but when you try to put it on, it'll stink and send you to hell. And so you need to ask somebody, how does this smell on me? Because I'll tell you how the Holy Ghost smells. If you really got it, my friend, it's like a sweet savor that draws the hungry and the thirsty. It draws those that are hungry for something that's real and tangible in this life. And if you are repelled by Jesus, check your heart, my friend, because you might be like a fly in this world that's only attracted to the stench. But I want to be like a honeybee that's attracted to the sweet nectar of the flower of heaven. I want to be like G. I want to be drawn by the things of God. And that's what Euphrates means. It means to be sweet and to be fruitful. And we need Jesus to do all of these things for us. We need those three rivers so that we can have the fourth. Praise God. And let me wrap this up as I ask our musicians to come back.
The sweetness, like the other river, is not just for our own enjoyment, because Paul said, as I've already quoted, he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. If we as believers are filled with bitterness, and it is so easy to become filled with bitterness, isn't it? It's going to be easier for me to ask it this way. How many of you have never been hurt by somebody? See, that's easier than watching a bunch of hands go up by asking who's been hurt. Who has never been hurt by somebody? Who has never been unjustly and unfairly treated? Who has never had a problem that was out of your control? Who has never had issues in your life that someone else inflicted? Look at not a hand. Why? Because that's how life is. But one thing I am not going to allow is for that bitterness to take the rivers that flow through me and contaminate them. I am not going to allow this world, this devil, these people to contaminate these four beautiful rivers that flow through me. Jesus is my portion. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my all in all. And when I find somebody broken, I'm going to tell them, others have come from your situation. And Jesus straightened it out for them. Others have been hurt like you. And Jesus healed that. I don't know how long it takes. How long does it take a river to cut through a rock? How long does it take a river to create a valley? I don't know how long. I don't know how long it'll take the rivers of these four rivers to flow in your life before they finally break through the hardness of our hearts. But don't cut off the flow. This altar is open. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.